0: Hi, welcome to Office Hours, a podcast presented by College Fashionista. It's your host, Amy Levin Klein here. Today's guest is Jamie Mizrahi, the new creative director of Juicy Couture and celebrity stylist. Get ready for some behind-the-scenes information about some of the most desirable positions in fashion and Jamie's tips on breaking into the industry. Okay, cool. So let's jump right in. Um, I'm here with Jamie. I'm so excited to be talking to you. Um, we have such a big fall coming up, and I'm sure fall is super busy for you as well. So it's kind of um, the perfect time to chat and give our listeners and our students some inspiration as they head back to campus. Let's start with where yeah. where you went to college and what you studied.
1: I went to college at the George Washington University in um, Washington, D.C., and I actually studied sociology, which doesn't really Play into fashion, but at the time I had always interned in fashion and and worked in fashion and had an interest in it, but there was nothing at the school that focused on that, and I really wanted a four year college experience. So to me, sociology felt interesting, and definitely components of it played a part in just life. And I think what's great about college is that it prepares you for everything and anything. And in the summers, I was able to focus primarily on fashion and what I really wanted to do.
0: Did you feel like being at a school in D.C. and not, you know, necessarily New York was a setback in any way for for getting ahead in your your career?
1: I think that at the time I lived in New York, my family lived in New York and I spent every summer in New York. So to get out of New York was really nice. I do think a lot of the kids I went to school with were from New York and a lot of the relationships I had were in New York. So luckily when school would end and when we'd go on break, I still nurtured those relationships in Manhattan right. and was able to navigate good internships and, and meetings and experiences. It was so close to the city that there were weekends that I would go back on a Thursday night and come home on a Monday. Yeah. You kind of got like the best of both. Yeah, and I love, I mean, Washington is amazing. I mean, there's such a political culture. It was right when Obama was being elected. We were there, and it's really, I mean, to me, it was really cool to live in a place that has such a history and a place that I didn't think I'd ever live again for the rest of my life, which is probably true.
0: Yeah, for sure. So as far as your internships go, tell me a little bit more about that. What were some of your experiences that you had during, during your college summers?
1: I mean, I started working probably when I was 14. I worked at a ton of clothing stores, so I'd work at Scoop. I worked at Intermix. I worked for, randomly, I worked for uh, jewelry manufacturing company that did the manufacturing for a ton of jewelry lines so I kind of like saw how that happened and then I also worked for this brand called AKA that was these that were these two young girls in New York that were starting a clothing line so I got to see how that happened and then I worked for Elle magazine one summer and I worked for niche media which was like Hampton's magazine and those kind of magazines and then what else did I do? So, so I kind of rotated between, like, I know my internship at L was during the week and then I would go to the Hamptons on the weekends and work at a clothing store. So I was always kind of very eager to meet people and understand all aspects of the industry. And I think doing that, doing both things where I made commission selling clothes and understanding customers and understanding designers and, how the retail industry works and then also working more behind the scenes in editorial and the magazine industry which was way different than it is now. Yeah. was great experience.
0: I think that people don't place enough value on retail experience and how much you can learn from yeah. from working retail. And just like you, I also had retail experience and I find that so many things that I do now in my role I kind of look back at my experience there and have learned and grown so much from it. So it's just so overlooked. A lot of our students when, you know, they're talking about their internships or their jobs, that's like last on the list. But you kind of just summarized it, you know, wonderfully that like you learn so many different things that you don't even realize when you're in that role.
1: Yeah, I think it's super important to understand real people and real consumers and kind of be able to communicate with all types of people. I think that really prepared me for any role because there were people that were difficult. Just so many things helped prepare me without me knowing for yeah. being a stylist, which I didn't even know at the time I was a was profession that you could be. But I definitely think it gives you patience and understanding to be in the service industry.
0: Yeah. So what was your first job out of college?
1: My first job out of college was working... First, well, I worked at this place, Albright Fashion Library, which was a place that, it was a rental, a huge rental clothing place in New York that rented clothing to stylists and celebrities. And you would come and do fittings. And I mean, it's been around forever, but it's probably the first of its kind. And now there's things that have followed since. And through that, I met a stylist, Elizabeth Folter, who I then went and worked for, for a few months. And then a job at Vogue magazine came up, and I went and worked there for probably, I want to say like almost a year until I moved to L.A.
0: And what was your role at Vogue? Were you doing styling there as well or editorial?
1: No, Vogue was actually events, and it was because I was working for a stylist, and styling is not a nine-to-five job. It's not a job that I think at the time my parents understood, or I even understood, because it's not a consistent salary. It's, it's not the same as working for a corporation or, or a real business, especially at the time it wasn't. It's more freelance and, and jobs come and go, and not having stability kind of worried me, especially right out of college. I was like, I need, yeah, I need a desk job. I need to experience what that feels like. So when a job came up at Vogue and it was an event, I was like, you know what, let me try this experience. And I was still around clothes and fashion, but ultimately I realized it wasn't what I wanted to do. However, I met great people and I was in that culture for a good amount of time to be able to say, okay, I experienced it. I know what it's like. And I think I want to go back to styling. So it's almost
0: like the best thing that happened to you. It gave you clarity. Yeah I, think,
1: yeah, I think it's good to try things you don't really like as well, just so that you can be clear on what you do want to do. If I had just continued styling, I wouldn't know anything else.
0: Yeah we see a lot of jumping around with students right out of college. So I think there's like this fine balance of testing things out, but like giving it enough time to really figure out if you like it or don't like it. And then yeah, once you come to that decision, trying something else. But I do think that the jumping around like so frequently, it's hard to really grasp. A role or a company or you know what that position entails but you kind of set yourself up great with like your your different experiences so after Vogue you went back to styling did you go on your own then or did you go back to working for someone
1: no I actually went and I worked for I moved to LA for my for my now husband but at the time I was like there's there's a ton of freelance stylists in LA and he knew a bunch of them and I figured I'd kind of see what that was like out here and out here it's way more celebrity than editorial so at the time I assisted freelance for probably four different stylists on big commercial jobs and what I do now basically but I worked for a few other stylists I worked for Petra Flannery I worked for Simone Horowitz just like a few different people and then um this woman Cassandra Gray was who now started Violet Gray. I don't know if you know what Violet Gray is, but it's a beauty e-commerce site. Well, at the time, she wanted to have this styling kind of wardrobe studio in L.A., and she needed a full-time stylist. So she essentially wanted to bring in brands from New York and help curate movie stars' identities with fashion. And so I went on and worked for her, and I was the stylist at that studio. So There I worked with Ava Mendez and Rosie Huntington and a bunch of people just kind of helping curate their everyday style and for events. That's
0: awesome. So,
1: Eventually after some time, it evolved into beauty instead because we were doing photo shoots and it incorporated everything. It was clothes, beauty, hair, you know, it was, it was every aspect of the industry. So when it turned, into beauty. I grew up with my dad doing cosmetic packaging my whole life. So I like have been in the beauty world since I was very little. And I knew that's not what I wanted to do at the time. So I said to Cassandra, I was like, I don't want to continue working here. So I actually went to FIDM for I was supposed to go for two years, and then Ava Mendez was doing a movie with Ryan Gosling called *Place Beyond the Pines*, and she called me and was like, "Will you be my stylist for this and for the press tour for me and Ryan?" And I was like, "Yeah, that's what I want to do." And I was in school learning how to sew and learning how to pattern make and do all that, and I left school and went and on the press tour. So that was probably the first that was the first client I had.
0: That's incredible. So it's like right time, right place.
1: Yeah. It just all kind of fell into space.
0: How do you now, like coming to present day, because I know, you know, anyone who follows you knows that you have an incredible kind of list of celebrity clients that you style. How do you kind of separate your own personal style from what's best for your clients when it comes to like putting looks together?
1: I think it depends on their personal style, their personality, what project they're working on, where they're promoting their movie or whatever they're promoting, what other businesses they have. So I have a lot of clients that have other kind of businesses. So I kind of take into consideration, are they a businesswoman? Are they young in their 20s? trying to be fashionable and get a ma- get a fashion campaign you know like everyone has different everyone's at a different place in their life and everyone's promoting different things and everyone has a different lifestyle so I try and take that into consideration I think that's why clients typically stay with one stylist because it's understanding and learning their personality yeah to make sure that it doesn't feel like they're wearing someone else's clothes
0: so that's where like your sociology degree comes into play because it's all about understanding people. I think so,
1: maybe a little bit. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and you also recently got named the creative director of Juicy Couture, which is incredible. They were actually our first advertising partner. So I have like a very soft spot for, for that brand. How has transitioning into oh, no that... way. Yeah. I'll have to send you. You'll love to see the things we've done with... But how oh, so has fun. been transitioning into that position been and how is it different from your role as a stylist?
1: I mean, it's been great. It's so awesome that I'm able to do both. I think that that's a really special thing that I can make them both work together and, and take things from styling and use it with Juicy and from Juicy and use it with styling and kind of take on this other role where I, I'm learning about different things that I don't typically learn about in my everyday styling career. so I mean design, I mean there's a massive team at Juicy, it's production. It's understanding SKU counts and different territories that we sell to. so understanding customers in Asia and customers overseas and and what people want in the world saying, in with the trends and what's going on in the world and just kind of being up on it in all different ways. So luckily, it all plays a role in each other. Yeah. Do you
0: find that you are able to balance your time like evenly with both or it just depends on the season and the moment where one takes priority over the other?
1: It totally depends. And luckily, it's organic and, and it works because of the support I have on each team, yeah. on my styling team and on the Juicy team. So when we're doing a show and a new collection's coming out and we're going through protos and have deadlines on the Juicy side, listen, sometimes styling's crazy at the same time and I just have to try and manage them both. But I have assistance in styling and I have assistants at Juicy where it's manageable, especially because I love it. Yeah. And it's not, it doesn't feel like work all the time.
0: That's the best kind of work.
1: So it comes natural to me. Yeah. What
0: did it feel like watching your first collection go live?
1: I mean, it was, it was so, it was so incredible. I mean, also I learned so much and realized how much work it is for these fashion brands and these designers and I have so much I mean I've always had respect for them but since being involved in it I like don't know how people do it and take <laughs> on that responsibility
0: yeah it's so much work it, it it's all so seems like work, a lot of work you don't
1: realize yeah you don't realize what goes into that I mean every single part is important
0: yeah I'm always amazed at Chanel and their productions they put on because, you know, we do a lot of events with College so that are nowhere near the same level as their events. And just, like, looking at their events, I'm like, the amount of hours that go into these type of things, what a cool experience that you're able to juggle both and kind of see it from both both perspectives.
1: Yeah, being able to experience it and then also being able to curate it is really, really, really fun and exciting, and it's just cool to be able to see it from both sides because not everyone's able to.
0: No, for sure. So my last question is, if you could go back to college and give yourself advice, what would it be?
1: It would probably be not to beat myself up over every little thing that doesn't go as planned or when I make mistakes not to beat myself up and take them as learning experiences, because there were so many times that I would write an email wrong or I would go into a job and not feel like I did it right or, or be told I didn't do it right. And instead of obviously you learn to learn from that. But at first I would always beat myself up and be like, why didn't I, why didn't I know that? Why didn't I know? And the truth is you don't know anything. And that's the reason that you, take these jobs and experiences and internships and learn from people who do know, because it just, it just helps you later in life. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not expecting yourself to have to know how to do everything because no one's expecting that of you. In fact, let people train you and guide you and set the way for you because, You come out of college and you think, oh, I have to, like, pretend to be an adult and and know what I'm doing in any industry I get thrown into. And the truth is, you don't. But if you pay attention and you watch what people are doing and you learn from professionals and people have been doing it, then you pick up so much. Yeah. And keep all your relationships. All your relationships are so important, whether it's a good experience or a bad experience. You never want to have bad blood with, I mean, in my opinion, anyone.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's certainly within the industry and in, it's too small. And yeah, who knows where things go and who becomes the CEO of what company. So I'm with you on that. Like
1: it's so true. kindness you, is key. You work with people and then, yeah, and then they come back in your life and you're like, oh my God, we worked together 10 years ago when we were interns and now you're helping each other get their clothing line on your clients and it's just it's funny how many people that I've just known forever because of interning together, working together, going to college together and it's really helpful to have friendly faces in this industry and any industry I think.
0: I'm with you. Well thank you so much Jamie. It's so nice talking to you and I'm so excited to see everything you do this fall and the best thing is that you're having a baby, so we're so excited for you, and I really appreciate your time.
1: You, too. I'm so excited for, for you, too.
0: Thank you. The babies of fall 2018. There's so many of them. So many. Thanks, Jamie.
1: Okay, bye.
0: Thanks, Jamie, for joining us on Office Hours. I love to hear your story and hope you, our listener, enjoyed it as well. Catch you all next month. Bye.